Hi, this is Catherine Long. This is the second episode of The Catherine Long Show. And my guest today is the one and only wonderful, beautiful, wild Morgana Raven-Wolf. She is a shadow worker. She is many things, a spiritual counselor, sound healer, astrologer. She wears many, many hats. And she is the reason that I joined the Mountain Spirit Co-op. When I walked in and I saw her, I thought, absolutely, I am home and I want to be a part of this group. So, Morgana, thank you so much for allowing me this time with you and for uh, being a part of the co-op because that has really expanded my experience and I'm finding my tribe. So, thank you so much and um, maybe you could introduce yourself and say something about what it is that you do and why you do it. Thanks, Catherine. I'm honored to be here today. I'm really pumped on what you're doing for the community. I think it's really beautiful. Um, a little bit about me. I, let's see, where do I even start? Um, it's kind of like the path I could not find it because there was no way other than to heal myself. It's like you can't go much further down than what I felt. And so it's been a uh, how do I heal myself journey. It's been, um, I don't know, like even a couple years ago, I would say that this is, is it even worth it? Like being here? Like, why did I come here? This is like really hard. Earth is really hard. But the more you like find ways, it's like you experiment on yourself. And you're like, okay, this works, this doesn't work. But the way I've, I'm healing myself, it's, it's shifting all the time. But currently I'm doing um, sound healing and that's expressing my darker emotions. So from a background of extreme childhood abuse, having to reprogram thought patterns of how you feel about yourself and how you see the world, it's like a constant, is this my thoughts or something that I was inherited? So I had all of this like pain in my emotional body, my physical body, my mental body, my spiritual body. And so as I just walked on my path, things have come up for me to address. Um, but whenever I'm in that space of like, I don't want to be here because I do suffer with depression and anxiety, who who wouldn't living on planet earth but it's like how do i feel them so they leave the body how do i feel these emotions society doesn't teach you how to feel it teaches you how to suppress deny reject feeling anything you can do to not feel that's what society encourages hey watch tv and zone out for hours of the day or be an overly sexed um you know community and look at porn all the time or all these like fake images of airbrushed women that aren't even real or use drugs and alcohol to escape and, and numb yourself from feeling. Do anything possible but feel. Which is ridiculous because that is the one thing that has healed me personally. Like this is how I found my path. It's like no, I have to feel because if I don't feel, I go down in this place that's like my underworld and that's where like suicidal thoughts happen and like why am I here but I found this amazing tool on my journey and it's music. <laughs> 
It's like I'm taking all the pain and suffering that I've felt in this incarnation and, and other ones even, and I'm giving it a positive channel. So instead of suppressing how I feel, the darkness that takes me over, meaning that like deep dark emotions where you don't want to live, I now have an outlet to let them go. And not only can I let them go and heal, it's fun. <laughs> so when I pick up a guitar and I'm feeling that intensity, it's almost like I can't do anything else. I can't focus on anything else. It like sucks me down. The only thing I can do is feel it. So it leaves the body. And so by picking up an instrument and singing my pain, singing my grief, singing all of the traumas that have occurred, it leaves, it, there, it like, it's, so, it's almost like it's just completely like leaves. And I feel lighter. And then it like shifts. So I went, aha, this is it. Like this is exactly how I can heal myself. So it, and it also makes all of the pain and suffering that I've felt, it now has a purpose. So it's like when you really see that, oh, I chose all this pain and suffering, because a lot of people, a lot of the consciousness going around is poor me, poor me. But when you really have the awareness of I chose all of this, I chose all of this. I chose my parents. I chose, you know, it's all in your astrology's blueprint too. your pain and suffering is in your chart. Your gifts and talents are in your chart. It's, it's almost like you chose all of it in spirit. And then when you come down to the third dimension, you forget all of it. And then only by having these experiences, you start to like awaken and remember, oh, this pain and suffering is really hard. I forget in the moment, but as you get older on your like awakening journey or whatever you call it, or your healing journey, the more you go, wait, I chose all this. Wait, I'm not a victim. Wait, this is my power. My greatest like, pain and suffering and darkness is actually the most beautiful thing about me. And so it becomes this whole like transformation of, wait, this pain and suffering, it fucking sucks. It's painful. You want to die. You want to do anything to escape it like everybody else does. Oh, I can drink it away. I can drug it away. I can sex it away. But then it just keeps coming back and you're like, no, I have to address it. I have to be strong enough within myself to dive into these darker emotions. But it's hard because this isn't taught in schools. This isn't taught in society. But you're teaching it. But by experimenting on myself, I realized that, wait, this is, this is the answer for me. And then I started attracting other people that are experienced trauma when they were younger, who, um, who are very sensitive souls. They're very like open. They're very in tune with nature. It's like a soul, a particular soul group that I attract. That's like, um, yeah, I'm also like vibing with wanting to heal. Like everyone else is just suppressing their shit and going to the bars every night or when something bad happens. Oh, I just found out my cat died. I'm going to go to the bar. It's like, uh, why don't you write a beautiful song? Write a poem about your dead cat and how that feels. Like, feel your shit. So it leaves the body and then you heal and you become an inspiration for other people. So I started 
slowly like experimenting and healing myself and the more I started like really clearing some of this gunk out of the emotional body the more I started attracting other people that were like wait you're all happy and shit and you're sober what, what what's going on with that I pl well I play music music isn't just playing music just to play music it's to express those darker aspects of your psyche it's it's you can use it to clear your emotional body and it leaves the body and it's it's so I'm so inspired by music mm -hmm. it's like the tool I've found and I've just I'm just now starting to come into this power come into this aha moment in my life where I'm like holy fucking shit like I finally found the answer like, do you know how many years I've spent, like, wandering this earth where I'm like, what the fuck was the purpose of all this horrible pain and suffering? Like, really? I really chose it? Yeah, I know I chose it, but sometimes it's too much. Sometimes you're like, I, I can only handle so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get oh, it. Yeah. Like, you know, going through pain and suffering, like you learn a strength that you didn't know you had within yourself. But when you, it constantly like comes at you and you face it and you like, it's almost like you kick its ass. You're like, okay, I have a choice. I can let this thing happen to me and I can be reactive or I can like really see it as a lesson and like really navigate. Okay, why did I create this reality for myself? How can I navigate it? How can I not beat it? But how can I how can I transform it or transmute it? So what I see happen a lot too is p life happens. That's what being a human is. It's the full spectrum of emotions. It's not just happy, joy, light. You know, I'm a light worker. I'm I only focus on the lights and and I'm gonna, you know, banish all my darkness just by wishing it away. It doesn't fucking work that way. You do, and you have to turn around and look at the shadow aspect, which has so much power and so much gold in it. If you turn around and face, okay, well, why is this darkness here? And what is the darkness? Is it my trauma from the past? Is it my greed? Is it my jealousy? Is it my vanity? Well, what is it and why is it there? Instead of being like, oh, it's not there. I've turned around and I'm like, well, why is it there? I want to dive into that shit. I want to know why about everything. I want to experiment with this life. This life is like a planet Earth is a school. It's like it's not just you go to work from a nine to five job and you, you know, you have a white picket fence and kids and you get married in a church and then you die. Fuck no. This planet Earth is like the biggest school for your soul. There's so much here. It's like every aspect of every dimension and every, like, it's all here right now. So why only focus on one thing? Why only focus on the light if this is a part of you too? Right? If you're walking down the street and you turn around, you're like your physical shadow, it's a part of you. It's like the sun and the moon. It's it's both. Night and day. It's both. We live in this like duality contrast. But when you embrace 
the darkness. And darkness doesn't mean evil. A lot of people are like, just the word shadow really fucks with people. They're like, shadow. I went to um, uh, this shamanic art school in Tucson. And I was offering shadow work astrology. And I got so much shit. They're like, shadow, what is she playing with dark magic? And I'm like, well, maybe not in this life. But no. Like, shadow just means unconscious aspects of your psyche. There's a lot of gold in there. There's a lot of gifts and talents that we don't even know are back there. So by diving into it, and there's so many ways to dive into it. You can dive into it through writing, through um, hypnosis, through dream interpretation, through writing music. I mean, some of the shit I write about is, is really dark. It's like about how I feel in the moment, which could be suicidal, horribly depressed. I'm literally calculating the ways I want to kill myself. And I write a song about it. But it's cathartic. When you express the darker aspects, you're, you heal yourself. You let it go. You know yourself far more than most people that, that just focus on the light. It's so healing to integrate both sides of yourself, the light and the dark. So I have this like theory that if you navigate your subconscious, your unconscious, your darkness, your underworld, you become this like whole integrated person because now you know the full spectrum of emotions that you're capable of feeling. Cause isn't that what being a human is, is feeling. We're not just fucking robots. They're like, I'm so happy. And I'm talking about the people that have this shadow side that they know, they know it's there. They know they need to feel those darker emotions, grief, depression, you know, the anxiety, the anger, the deep fucking sadness, all of the negative emotions. People know that they have to feel them, but they don't. Because society, it's like, it's almost like it's scary. It's like taboo to feel your darker emotions. It's like, well, I don't want people to think I'm, you know, super dark or evil or I don't want to be the weird one. I don't want to be the outcasted witch or whatever. But it's, it's so damn healing to feel your darker emotions. So long story short, <laughs> I've taken this this whole spectrum of feelings, the darker emotions, and mating it and, and making it safe for people to feel them. So it's almost like I'm creating a, a safe container. So people come in and they see me and I'm like, okay, well, let's dive into it and feel it. And your homework is to write a song. Whether it's, I don't care if it's just your voice, a drum, a guitar, who gives a shit? It's, I want you to feel. I want you to tap into that grief that you've suppressed all your damn life. And have the time and space where it's just you alone. You could be out in nature, which I super recommend. You could be in a room. But you dive into that darker emotion that grief, that sadness from the past. It could be this life or any other life. You dive into that because it's in your body if you're not feeling it, it's there. And you feel it. You can cry, you can scream, make sounds. Make sounds like kids. What do kids do, right? 
That's all they do. That's all they do. They, they, they get hurt, they scrape their knee, they scream, and they make weird sounds, and they do shaking. It's a natural thing. And then it leaves the body, and they're laughing two minutes later. But society's conditioning of you have to not feel, and it starts from when you go to school. What, at the age of five, five or six? Be quiet. Shh. Be quiet. Be quiet. You're crying? Shh. Don't cry. Be strong. It's like from the moment you're a kid, the shadows are born, meaning the suppression of emotions are born. And then you're a forever kid, like your emotional intelligence, and I'm not talking about you, <laughs> the consciousness of the planet, emotional intelligence, is like a five-year-old, because we've never learned how to really feel, or how to feel, or how to continue feeling as we age. So a lot of people, that are like, well, I've, I've rejected my emotions and now I'm, you know, the senator. <laughs> and I'm really rich and I have all this money and I'm really smart. But if you sit with that person, you can intuitively know that they have the emotional intelligence of a five-year-old. They have suppressed, rejected, denied their real emotions their entire life. And that, that not only is sad, it causes disease in the body. The importance of feeling is healing. You're healing yourself when you feel. If you want to be the president of the United States and be the richest person alive, but you reject your emotions, congratulations, you're rich, but you're really poor. Because you're probably like, there's some disease in the body. Everyone who suppresses or denies or rejects their darker emotions, there's something going on. There's something unhealthy in the body and it'll finally catch up with them. And so what I notice as I progress in, on this path and I observe my own emotional intelligence, people that are hunched over, people that, I mean, there's probably any illness out there pinpoints to what emotion are you suppressing? I'm that serious about this work. Is a stuck emotion leads to disease in the body. It could be not only in the body, the mental body, the spiritual body, the emotional body. But if you don't feel over time, it eventually something needs to be healed in, inside of yourself. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not healed. That's how I'm healing myself active, actively. When I'm depressed, Fuck yeah, I get depressed. I live on planet Earth. It's really sad right now. It's hard. It's really hard being here. But I now consciously move through it and dive into the emotion so I can express it and then it leaves the body. So it's this like hypervigilant state of like, I want to feel constantly. I'm like ruled by my emotions. And then some people, you have the other spectrum of it that's well, when we raise in consciousness and we evolve and we, you know, are on the path of enlightenment, we no longer react to our emotions. We are above our emotions. So it's different sides of the coin. But my personal journey, how I'm healing myself and hopefully inspiring a person or two, is I'm a human. In my humanness, I feel... I'm not above my emotions. I don't like identify with I am grief. 
I am sadness. I am happiness. I am joy. I'm not those things, but I feel those things. And I guess I have uh, one more thing to add about that. Um, or maybe a couple. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Is, um, <sighs> so, I believe that if we're all one, spiritually speaking, and planet Earth and everybody on the Earth is a mirror for us, if you step outside yourself and go outside and look at how the trees and the nature and the oceans are dying, I believe it's a direct reflection of what's going on inside. I believe because there's wars outside of ourselves is because it's a war within ourselves. And yes, you can be a huge green anarchist and tie yourself to redwood trees, but I believe the real work is inside. And when we don't heal our own emotional body, notice how all of the planet's waters are polluted. So I believe the polluted planet's waters are a direct reflection of our own dirty, polluted emotional bodies. And I believe that the more we heal and express our own emotions and learn about what emotions are, the more it does reflect that healing back into the planet and it heals the planet's oceans. I just, I really believe that we are all one and that nothing is a coincidence. And the inner work is just as needed as the outer work. And that's why I choose, I'm choosing consciously this path because I have a deep, deep love of nature and I want to help, I want to help the planet by helping myself first. And I believe if you transmute and heal the energies within yourself, you become this, this transmitter of something higher than just being a vampire, another consumer on this planet. It's like, no, I'm actively transforming energies within myself so I can raise consciousness, raise my own consciousness first, and then help the planet that way. Because we are connected to this land. The earth and us, it's our home. We're never separate. We may feel disconnected from nature, but we, the earth, is us, and we're the earth. So when we heal, we're like transmitting that energy down to her. And she's like receiving the energies, especially when you're barefoot. It like sucks the energy into the earth. The earth needs a shitload of healing. So when we heal ourselves and we're like walking around barefoot, it's like, oh, thank you. You're touching me. Thank you. I need the energy. She needs us just as much as we need her. She needs our energy. We're like the bridge, right? From like whatever you call heaven on earth. If we're transmute, transmuting like stuck energies, and transmuting all the shit energy on the planet and you're like actively consciously doing this work and then you bring it down into the earth she's like oh thank you you're helping me thank you so it's for me it's been this connection with healing myself releasing stuck emotions and then it ripples into healing the earth because you're just a happier person, too, when you're actively transmuting your trauma from the past. I mean, even five years ago, I was a fucking mess.
But when you're actively healing and you're actively looking at all your shit and diving into it and being like, bring it on. I want to learn from this experience. I want to transmute it. I want to beat this and not let it beat you so you can be another, oh, poor me. Give me another pill because that's what my doctor said. But you're not even tuning into your own self. You're giving someone else your power. Here, I don't know my body. Here, I'm so out of alignment with my own self. Here, doctor, you tell me what I need to do. That's the biggest joke I've ever heard. I mean, I understand there are times when you are really, really sick. And you are so out of alignment with your own thoughts, feelings, and emotions where you do need to go to someone. But 99% of the time we live on this planet where people don't even try to dive into their own emotions. They don't even try to dive in within themselves to navigate what is wrong with me. You can literally talk to your body. Oh, I have a cold right now. How did you can sit there and it's like you're channeling your own pain. All right, body, where did this come from and why do I need to experience this right now? And you'll immediately, the body talks. You'll either hear it, you'll know it, you'll sense it, you'll see it in your mind's eye of some story. Oh, you just overworked yourself this week. That's why you've, you're carrying this cold now. You need to take a break. Go outside and play. Oh, okay, thank you, body. Instead of, hey, do it for me, doc. Hey, feel for me, because I'm so disconnected. I don't know what the hell's going on with me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have experienced that firsthand. Um, and I have a lot of um, trauma still stored in my body. And that's what brought me to hypnotherapy mm-hmm. and all kinds of alternative therapies, because Mayo Clinic didn't work out for me. That wasn't a good fit. Yep. Um, and um, I went from victim consciousness to being in my power, even though I'm still uh, healing and I'm still, I still have that shadow work to continue to do. Um, Everyone does that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned play. And, and oftentimes people minimize play as though that's something for children or that's something that's frivolous. How do you see play and how is that part of your healing journey? That's a really amazing question. This is like the basis of my entire life. Mm -hmm. Fitting play into my life. Play is honestly the most, like the number one thing in my life. If I don't play, my body knows. I start to get shut down, depressed. My inner child is like, what the fuck? Like, I've been in a cave for this whole week. You haven't played with me once all week. You've been working. You've been paying your bills. You've been cleaning. You've been doing things because you think you should do them. What the hell about me? I'm the one who gives you life. I'm the one that makes you ageless and playful. I'm the one who gives you this vitality and this connection to all that is. What the fuck are you abandoning me for? And then I have to have a conversation with myself my ego self is like, well, it's because everyone around me is reflecting back. Work, 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 work. I don't live in a society where people are dressed like fairies and they're singing and busting into like songs out of nowhere and playing with bubbles, blowing bubbles. 
and, you know, chalk on the sidewalks. I don't live in that reality. And that's what hurts the most is deep down inside, my dream of all dreams is a world where everyone is in touch with their inner child and they're playing. But society as a whole is reflecting back to me this pain, this cage, this suppression of freedom and fun. Because we feel like we have to, I mean, well we do, we need to survive and that's the balance is how do I find the balance of obviously like we live in this fucked up world where we need all this paper money, where we need to live in a house, where we need to work, 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 work to pay all these bills and they keep on making it harder and harder and harder on us. So that's why the collective consciousness is sick is I don't blame them. Can you blame people of like all the shit we're being asked to do that's so out of alignment with what we really need to do which is play we're being asked to get up early to work long hours to not play to focus on i need this fucking paper money to support my family because if i don't we'll be homeless and hungry and da 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 and this lack of community no wonder people are sick we, we live in the fucking emotional dark age like everyone is like so disconnected from what the truth really is and the truth is so simple it's play and joy it really is and freedom and community and togetherness and expression but that's not being shown to us i mean it's starting to this age of aquarius is like it just started in 2012 it's probably going to take thousands of years for us to really see a society that's like the pleiadians where there's no money there's Everyone has a job that they, they fucking love. And if, you're, if you committed a crime, they take everybody in your village and they sing you your soul's song. That's your punishment. If you do a crime, they know that something's not right. So they take the whole village and they have you stand in the center and they sing you your soul song. The soul song you were born with. The soul song that your soul knows. And you know that that's all you really needed. You needed love. How the fuck can you punish someone into wellness? Like everything is so out of alignment. And that's why it's so hard to be here. So the point of all this is, if you are brave enough to go against the status quo and go, I'm going to dress how I want to. I'm going to sing and bust in a song and dance at the bank line. I'm gonna wear a clown wig. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna express my creativity. I'm gonna paint, I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna fucking write my book. I'm gonna make YouTube videos. I'm gonna not care what people think because my inner child is begging me daily to fucking create. But because my ego gets in the way because of the mirror that is society's cage, don't let the cage win. So it's a constant battle with me. It is, it's a constant, my external reality says that I need to work a nine to five job and dress a certain way, and not to mention I live in Prescott, Arizona. The energy here is suppression. It's an old Christian Republican energy. I feel like burn the witch, seriously. I'm like trying to bust out of this, I'm not, I don't vote, I could care fucking less, I never will vote. And 
I'm not Christian, and I'm me, and I'm constantly trying to bust out of this cage that's, it's not even a cage that I place on myself, it's, it's just where I live, it's like the energy of this place alone, you feel it. And if you're any kind of sensitive, which I know damn sure you are, you have to, it's like we not only have to heal ourselves, we have to work and pay our bills. We have to try and bust out of this Prescott, Arizona suppression energy cage. We have to somehow, you know, make time to heal ourselves and play. Where does that fit in? It's, and find one another. And then find a community. It's really fucking hard to balance how do I do the bill thing and pay my and take care of my family and do all the da 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 that you know the robot system wants me to do just so I can breathe and mm. have a house and then somehow make fucking time for me to paint my picture that I've been wanting to paint for ten fucking years. Well, it's 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 this simple. Fucking do it. First thing when you wake up, do it. Fuck your bills. Fuck your. I mean, yeah, you're always gonna have them. They're always gonna be there. I'm not saying abandon everything and you know fuck up your life, but maybe you need to shake up your life. Maybe you need to. Maybe you need to go live in a tent in Kauai for three years and, and say fuck the system and just so you can experience freedom for a little bit of time. But the freedom has to start from within. You have to give yourself freedom and you have to give yourself permission. No one's going to do it for you. No one's going to be like, so Morgan, are you going to pay your picture today? No one's ever going to fucking do that. And no one ever has. I have to be my own life coach. I have to be my own parents. I have to be my own... I have to tap into my inner child. I have to listen to my own child, which is me. I have to, I, or else if I don't do it, no one's gonna do it for me. I have to, it's a choice. And so to make a really fucking long answer <laughs> short, <laughs> it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Give myself permission to play. I grew up at three years old and was my mother's mother. I had to take care of my two little sisters. I had to, like, I didn't get a childhood. So my entire life, I've been putting play on the back burner. I've been putting play on the shelf because I had all these responsibilities and I never learned how to play. And I became this serious, fucking miserable person. Up until a couple years ago, I started finally really realizing that the only way for me to be happy is to play, is to listen to my inner child. The first time I did an uh, inner child meditation, I bawled and was like, I didn't even know this existed. I didn't even know that you could actually like imagine what your inner child looks like and hold her. My inner child was like dirty and starving and pale and neglected and abandoned. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been doing to myself my entire life. So it's like healing my inner orphan. It's like healing like really imagining that scene in my mind and promising myself I will never abandon my child again. So I really, really try and make a point at least once a day to tap into my inner child and literally I wake up and I say, what would someone who loves themselves do today? Or what would someone who is in touch with their inner child do today? And I'll hear something immediately, paint. Play a song. I want you to write a poem. I want you to go play on a swing set. I want you to go outside. You'll hear it immediately. Whether or not you believe that you're tapped into your intuition enough, like it's immediate. Your body 
wants to talk. It's like, yes, your inner child wants to talk to you. It's like, oh, yay, this is what I want. And you're like, okay. But whether or not you do that is up to you. See, that's the hard part. You can ask yourself in the morning, okay, what do you want to do, inner child? And, you're, and you'll hear, I want you to go out in the woods and, and write a song. But then you go to work and you get like bombarded by like shoulds and shouldn'ts and obligations and da 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 da. By the end of the day, you're so drained. It's like, I don't even feel inspired to play. That's the hard part. It's like being like forcing yourself. No, I feel drained in this moment, but this is what is going to give me energy. This is what is going to lift me up. This is what is going to heal me. If I just give in to the tiredness and give in to the, oh, I'm uninspired right now. Oh, it's, you're letting society beat you. You're letting that prison, that cage win by giving in to, I'm too tired. So it's like, no, fight through it. Just do anything to be in touch with your inner child, to not let that tiredness win. Even if it's for five minutes, five minutes. And the more you create and the more you show up for your inner child, the more time you give yourself. And pretty soon, an hour a day is like nothing. Oh, I've been giving myself an hour a day to play. Hell yeah. And, so, and then it grows. And oh, cool. Now I've been to two hours a day I've been playing. And oh, three hours a day I've been playing. And then pretty soon you're like, I'm making a living doing what I love to do. That's my dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is where I'm playing. That's my job. I don't have to work. I don't have to work a regular job. I get to wake up in the morning and I can't wait to go to work because I'm doing my dream job because I've been really listening. Because your inner child is connected to your spirit. It's, It's connected to your soul. It's connected to your heart. It's connected to your higher self. Your child is this all wise, all knowing innocence that when you listen to it, it leads you exactly where your soul wants you to go. And when you really give into that and you really listen, your whole life fucking transforms. And then suddenly you step back and you're like, I have nothing to complain about. I don't have victim consciousness anymore. I'm not giving in to pain and suffering that's reflected back at me. I'm doing my own thing. I'm an individual. I'm expressing my own individual gifts and talents and abilities. I'm, I transcended the cage. I'm transcending the cage. It's a process, mm-hmm. right? Because you'll still be tested over and over and over and over and over. How badly do you want to create? How badly do you want to follow your dreams? How badly do you want this? And you'll be thrown off your center over and over and over and over. But my entire healing journey relates to this topic of giving myself permission to play. If I don't make that time for myself, I feel fucking dead inside. Because that's how I heal myself. If I don't play music, if I don't express my emotions, whether they're darker or lighter, I feel dead inside. So by not listening to my inner child, I'm doing what everyone else does. Denying and rejecting my own self because of paper money. So I'm really, really actively trying to give myself the time and space to create because it heals me. It really does. It, it gives me something that no one can give me, that I can only give myself. And in this space of creating, 
whether it's drawing or making music or writing poetry or or just meditating or just you know like being in that space no one there's no one I need in the world I am with me alone I'm connected to all that is I am the happiest completely alone in that space of creating so it's if there's so much to talk about around like the healing journey of really taking off layers I mean, because it's, it's within your own self. It's nothing that I had to acquire. It wasn't a skill that I needed to learn. It wasn't a book that I needed to read. It was literally, it was there all along, like a light bulb with filament. I was just scraping the filament off so I could let my inner light and my inner love shine outward. And that's in everyone, every single fucking human. It's that same concept. If it's not, it's not something you need to learn. It's your gifts and talents and what makes you the happiest is within your own self right now. It's just taking off the layers like an onion, shedding the layers, letting go of the pain and the trauma and the abuse and the negative thought forms and the obligations and society's conditioning. And, and it's a fucking process. And that's why I'm here today because it's fucking hard. So after today or after this, conversation you're going to go out in nature and you're going to play and you're going to balance yourself and give yourself what you need today why why would you choose to go out into nature instead of going to a spa <laughs> say what is what does nature give you because a lot of people a lot of people would think oh you know if i've got some time for myself to pamper myself i'm going to go check into it you know go get a massage or go, you know whatever but for you you just want to escape yes for, okay, so for me, the reason why I found, um, I could say paganism, Celtic shamanism, um, Wicca, there's something in nature that's, it takes off the layers of pain. It's really using, it's like a free tool that everyone has right in front of them that they disregard as oh, nature, it's just nature, it's pretty, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I look outside my window sometimes, but nature, the, at a whole level, the planet Earth, the vibration of nature is such a beautiful tool right there in front of us that's free, and all you have to do is take your shoes off and, like, touch the Earth. There is a vibration um, called the Schumann Resonance, even, it's a steady vibration on planet Earth that we're all entrained into. And it's proof that if we leave that vibration, if you're, for instance, um, an astronaut, and you leave the Schumann resonance, you get sick. So that's why they play, they have um, like frequency machines in the ships where they play this vibration. So you're always in the Schumanns because there's something where being a human in physical body we are tied to this earth. Earth and us are connected, we're one. So that Schumann frequency, it's a constant humming that we're always connected to. The point is, we're, we need earth and she needs us. We are so disconnected from nature, again, because of the self-imposed cages and limitations, but when you allow yourself that time to go outside, suddenly, 
you let go of the layers and the shit and the problems you've been carrying, you actually can hear better. It becomes clearer when you can hear when there's silence out in nature. You feel more in tune. You feel more relaxed. Your breathing goes back to normal. Normal as in what it should be. You feel this deep connection within yourself when you really consciously tune into Mother Earth where suddenly you don't need to go shopping to fill the void. You don't need anybody outside of yourself to make you happy. You don't need anything or anyone. You suddenly have this deep connection within yourself that you've only dreamed of and it's free. You go outside. I mean, that's why I'm on this path. It is so healing to just go and sit under a tree with your back. I mean, nature and animals and plants and humans, we all have the same life force that flows through all of us. And sometimes all we really need is that grounding connection to the earth and suddenly all your problems dissipate. And you're like, oh shit, and that was free. All I need to do is sit under a tree and breathe. Take the time and the space to feel connected, to get out of your head, to drop into your heart. And I think that's the most beautiful gift of all that nature gives us is this natural ability to drop into our hearts. So I believe as we're shifting into this age of Aquarius, we're, we're moving from the head to the heart. The head is... I have to pay bills. It's very hard. It's very masculine. It's very da, 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 da. I have to do all these things. But when you go outside in nature, it's almost instant. You drop into your heart and suddenly things are softer and suddenly your problems aren't really that bad. And not only does it help you drop into your heart, trees take pain off of you there are studies where you sit under a tree with your back and your spine straight and you talk to the tree and you ask it because it's a live being and you ask it to take off your stress off of you you literally if you tune into your body and you let go of of all those analytical yeah this is bullshit and you really just drop into your heart you can literally feel like this tinkling as the tree takes and lifts off of that extra burden off of your aura. It literally sucks in what you don't need. So there's a saying, what you breathe in, breathe in the tree energy and the earth energy and breathe out your problems. What you breathe out, the trees breathe in. So when you sit under a tree alone, that's freaking healing. It pulls literally energetically takes some of your worry takes some of your stress off of your body and it puts it in the ground for transmutation. There's a, you know, since the beginning of time, ancients knew that Pachamama, Mother Gaia, was this transmuting, healing energy. She takes, she's a taker of pain. You can literally consciously put in by doing some simple movement where you're pushing all of your pain into the earth barefoot and you're pushing it from the top of your head all the way down your body down to your feet and you give it to Pachamama and she transmutes the energy for you you don't have to carry it you don't have to do all of this work alone so nature has taught me more than anyone else has more than any book has just by feeling it teaches me how to feel it teaches me how to heal myself it teaches me how fucking powerful the earth really is and how it breaks my heart when I see more and more and more cement because that nature will never come back. You've just taken 
Another chunk where nature will never exist again. Congratulations. More cement, more heat, more global warming. Yay. Fuck that. Like, nature, you're taking away from something so beautiful, from something that's free, from something that gives you inspiration, that heals you, that makes you feel connected, that literally was once called a DNA seed planet, where this was like originally created. There's a myth around um, this planet is over 65 billion years old, and it was created to be a paradise on Earth. That's where the, the myth, you know, heaven or whatever comes into play, is this was created as heaven on Earth, because this is one of the few planets where you create your own reality and you have free will. So if your consciousness was fully um, in alignment with light and love, that you created more light and love on the planet. And that this whole planet would be one giant conglomeration of unity consciousness and nature and beauty. But it's turned into this like distorted over thousands and thousands and thousands of years of time, completely out of alignment with nature. So as we move back into being alignment with nature again, and now as the witches come out of the closet, I like to say, mm -hmm. there's a huge pagan movement, huge. We're all coming out of the closet. And what does that mean? We're all, all of us remember, we, it's in our DNA that we've been killed for being in tune with nature for being a transmitter of wisdom of the earth. Whether you call it a witch, or a nature lover, or an animist, or a pagan, it doesn't matter. The point is, there are thousands upon thousands of beings, of souls, that were very in tune with nature, that were teaching the old ways, that were burned, you know, thousands of years ago, um, that are that are here on earth embodied again so it's this joke that's like yeah we all remember and this is what's a trip is this is who i attract is women especially who know in their cellular memory that they were a witch or a pagan or a, a nature lover and a previous incarnation and they remember how they died who killed them in what era what they were wearing they know in detail that they were one, a wise one connected with nature at one point who was prosecuted, who was killed for being a transmitter of this information, who are back today going, ah, can't kill me this life. There are so many of us that are coming out that are like, I remember the old ways. I am so in touch with the earth and the wisdom that we will not be burned, we will not be hung or killed in this life because all of us are coming together in this beautiful community. And it's not like the old, I mean, yes, it's really hard, but it's not like the old times where I'm just talking about, I mean, even this conversation, we'd be killed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it was that, like the Romans were like, any little thing, they were suspicious because that's what power wants. Power over is like hyper paranoid. So there were thousands of women who got killed just because they had red hair. You'd be killed. <laughs> so in this life, it's a trip that that's also what I'm observing in my own personal path is my, the people I attract in my life have this cellular memory of being killed and that they're guided again 
to teach the wisdom of the earth, whether that's through herbology or singing about the earth or whatever, but that is their life path. And that is their, one of their soul's purpose is to teach about the connection of the earth. And there are so many of us that are like, oh yeah, me too. Oh yeah, me too. Because this world for so many thousands of years has been predominantly Christian. Well, it's not that way at all anymore. People are like, um, no, especially being in this town. I'm not trying to bring down Prescott in any means. Prescott's a great place, but it's predominantly Christian. So there's a lot of us pagans, witches, whatever you want to call us, that are like, yeah, absolutely, I do not resonate with that. And we're going to be who we are. So we do drum circles, we dance, we chant, we sing about the mother goddess and how beautiful the earth is and how she's freaking healing. And guess what? All of us are super healthy because we're so in tune with nature. Being in tune with nature, it's like the cycles of the seasons of time, right? The winter is a death and a letting go. So when you're in tune with the cycles of the earth, you're more in tune with your own body. It's all a reflection. So I'm super passionate about this topic because I live this topic and I've lived my entire life being surrounded by Christianity or um, a branch of Christianity called Jehovah's Witness. Both sides of my family are Jehovah's Witnesses. They've been trying to really like actively like bring me in their establishment since I was a kid. And so I had to fight like, no, this isn't my truth. This isn't my truth. Like I'm a witch. Like I have these magical experiences since I was a little kid, since I was three. I communicated with the spirit world. My, my uh, childhood home was haunted. I learned like this thing in my soul. I knew that I'm connected with the spirit world. I know that there's so- something so much greater than what your religion has to offer. So absolutely, that's not my truth. Thank you, goodbye. And the more I would deflect it, the more I gave myself permission to research and read books about what my soul wanted to learn. My soul wanted to learn these things. I started attracting all these books on paganism and witchcraft and stuff about aliens and astrology and all of these different natural healing modalities. And my whole world was like, fuck yes. Like, this is what I'm about. I'm going to give myself permission to research what I want to research. And then I went to school and it's the same shit. We're going to teach you about history. We're going to teach you about the presidents and and all the shit that I could care less about. I'm like, I want to learn about esoterics. I want to learn about like shamanism and magic and occult wisdom and like how to do rituals and how to manifest and how to do sex magic and how to like be in tune with nature and astral travel and aliens and ghosts and other dimensional realities and ayahuasca and peyote and plant medicines and I wanted to learn all of this stuff that my external reality as a kid didn't offer. So it made me feel very much alone, right? Like all of us feel on this path. We're like, we're the freaks. But there's so many of us freaks where we can't call ourselves, we can't call ourselves outcasts anymore. There's no excuse for saying that word. 
Because there's so many of us that are like, yeah, what? I'm a freak too. Let's hang out. There's so many freaks coming together. There's so many people that are old souls. So I'm going to briefly go over this book I read. It was a trip. It's called The Michael Handbook. And I, so I lived in a tent on Kauai for three years, which I mentioned very briefly mm-hmm. in an analogy earlier. Um, someone handed me a book. He was an Atlantean scientist that made um, sacred geometric um, domes where you meditate inside and you can astral travel. He was a trip. And I worked on this, I worked at this crystal shop and I met all kinds of crazy healers and freaks and psychics and pagans and awesome people on that island. He gave me a book called the Michael Handbook and it was talking about the different soul ages and the soul groups. And when I read that book, it was like, fuck yes. It really resonated with me. And it explains about how since the beginning of time on this planet, there are different soul ages and everyone has their role. So there's a soul group that starts in infancy. This is like their first incarnation on earth. They're called like infant souls. And they're here to really like bump into things and they they don't really know about the connection with the land. And I'm not saying religion is a bad thing, but they use religion to help them understand the world. Um, And then there's young soul and then mature soul and then um, old soul categories. And so old soul categories are ones that you would call the wise ones that resonate with being here multiple, multiple, multiple times that are here to be teachers of the wisdom of the earth. And so this soul group, like attracts like, is in the community right now, right? And we're all like, yeah, we resonate at this vibratory level. We do these things, we have this in common. We're here to, to learn, of course, but we're here most importantly to teach about the shift in consciousness. And so all of these beautiful people that I've met in Prescott were like hiding under rocks but now we're like slowly coming out and we're like connecting with each other mm-hmm. and we're like, hey, you do this thing and you see the world this way. I vibe with that. And all of us are like vibing with the same consciousness of togetherness, awakening, healing, shifting, clearing, play, fun, individuality, um, being our selves, our true self, our authentic selves. And so that's what I think helps me personally is the knowing that I'm not alone anymore because before I felt alone. And that's why I was a hermit my entire life because I always felt like the freak. Oh, no one wants to learn about alien shit. I'm not even gonna bother because I would talk about it and people would be like, you're fucking nuts kind of look, like you're fucking weird. But then I looked weird up in the dictionary and it means destiny or fate. So when I was called weird, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. But anyway, um, the point is, yeah, we're all coming together and we're allowed to be that pagan, Wiccan, there's no fear anymore. We can just be because we're needed. We're needed to teach the wisdom of the earth. It's needed now more than fucking ever. So if you're anyone who resonates with paganism, nature lover, animist, shaman, whatever, like shine your individuality, shine your authentic self, inspire a person or two, like the earth needs us badly, but most importantly, right? We need ourselves. But if you reject your own authentic self, you're rejecting yourself. 
so you don't have to feel alone anymore because there's so many people out there that are like, hey, me too. It's becoming a thing. Step up. Yay. Be yourself. Come out of the spiritual closet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Authenticity is, is enormously important to me. And it's something that it's a process, just like healing. It's a process of, of taking off of layers. Mm-hmm. Of, okay, this is not me. This is not my idea. This is not my conditioning that I chose. And taking off layers to, to discover who you are as an authentic person. Um, and it's so scary, at least for me, it's so scary to let my freak flag fly. It's just, especially in Prescott, um, this is a wonderful, wonderful town in so many ways, um, but it really, truly is a very rigid, very um, Christian, very Republican place, uh, you know, and um, being a freak in a place like this, for me, has been... Um, really tricky and I've chosen the hermit route predominantly um I've got my small circle of people that I can be my authentic self with and feel safe about that um but most people don't really know me because I haven't had that courage to just be myself in the face of this um this really conservative town yeah so thank you for being who you are that gives me so much more um, courage to, to, to be my authentic self and to discover who that is, what that, what that is, and, yeah. and how to share that. Yeah. Um, not just have it for, be, for myself, but have it to be something that's valuable and, and helpful for another person. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just give one more example yeah. of the suppression consciousness in Prescott. Um, I don't know if you've heard about it, something called human design, but it's a system chart that they break down um, everybody in the entire population into four possible aura types. And there's an aura type called a reflector. And a reflector person is like 1% of the population. They're like super rare aura type. And I met one last week through a, uh, I guess I could call it my coven. And um, she basically, she's so open because they use the chakra system and you have some chakras that are defined, meaning you have a reliable sense of energy and some that are open. And a reflector is totally open, so what they do is they take you in completely and they mirror you back. They're freaky people. So they'll sit across from you and become you and then talk about you as if they know you. They're like, oh yeah, you're this and this and this. So the point is, she came here to go to a funeral to mourn the loss of her brother. And because she's so open, wherever she goes to different um, energetic spots around the earth, and that's a whole other topic, is the earth energies and the, um, the power points around the earth, which is very much a real thing. She came here and was like, oh my god, Prescott is so suppressing. She lives in LA. She can be herself. This girl had like a half a top on. And she had like her makeup all done. And I thought she was the most beautiful woman because she was her. She was so her authentic self. Because I looked at her and I was like, I've always wanted to wear like a top like that. But I've been so picking up on the energies of suppression in Prescott where I wouldn't dare to do that. But since you're sitting in front of me wearing that and telling me right now that you're absorbing the energy of Prescott and it's so damn suppressing... And that's why I moved, because she's born and raised here. It really made me realize how suppressing 
the consciousness is here. Just being here weighs you down. So I don't blame you at all for being a hermit because that's what I did the first two years I lived here. I'm just now coming out of my hermit cave because I do, like you, feel that it's no one needs to say it. It's just it's just in the ethers. It's like this old west, like thousands of thoughts that were thought were about suppression and and pain and it's just there's something about living here that's very like weighed down feeling and and backroom deals I yeah think, you know especially downtown this is still an old boys town in a lot of ways yeah mm-hmm. yeah my um i mean it's off topic whatever the topic was but my apartment i live in like downtown it's this is one of montezuma was one of the original streets and so my apartment's on montezuma and it was heavily haunted (laughs) like talk about like having to work through some of my demons like to the point where there was a ghost with like gunshot wounds in his face and he woke me up at three in the morning and he literally was like he literally did that and was like oh this is literally the shit that still lives on this on this block cool that's why i'm here that's fucked up like and he was wearing an old cowboy outfit and I was like damn I'm literally in this weird old west suppression gunfighting Christian who's got the bigger penis town for a reason (laughs) but it's it's yeah so suppression yes very much so (laughs) (laughs) well let's see what I don't want to make this a thousand um hours long just because uh I don't know if enough people will listen to it if we make it too long. So let's um, drop into our hearts and communicate, if you would, with me about what it is that, that, what it is that really, really drives you to be the most you you can be. And to share that, what does that look like? What ins- what drives me to is I have no choice. Um, I live in hell if I don't own my authentic self. I literally feel like I'm in a cage and I start to wither away and get depressed and I'm soulless and lifeless and that feeling of being It's almost like, it's literally like I can't breathe. It's like someone's strangling me. So I, I am who I am because I have no choice. It's almost like express myself or die. Um, when I really started opening up my voice and clearing the blockages of being, you know, cut from another life, and really like opening up this um, throat chakra, this expression that I really, I started feeling like me as if I've never felt that before. And I'm in my thirties, so it like took, you know, 30 years to finally, I mean, this is recent, this transformation is like really recent, but it's for me, if I, I want to keep that feeling 
that I can be myself, no matter if I'm grieving or if I'm in pain or whatever happens to me in life, I'm still going to be me. And I'm still going to give myself permission to express myself. But when I don't, like if I just work all week and I don't give myself permission that time to tap into my inner child, then I feel absolutely fucking dead inside. And that's when I get like suicidal and depressed and it almost feels like I'm, I'm letting society win. I'm letting the system win. So for me, there's no choice. If I want to have a happy life of any kind, I must express myself because that's in my soul's blueprint in my birth chart. I'm like moon in the first house. I mean, I have to express my emotions. So what that looks like for me is um, sharing this message of how important creating is and tapping into your inner child and playing. Like play therapy. Like I dream of, um, I actually, I'm gonna open up a school in the next five years. It's a play therapy school. And there's multiple teachers working out of there. And we're all working together like a tribe or a team where everyone's teaching um, any kind of healing modality and play therapy. So theater class, music class, um, comedy improv class, dance class. But then you got the holistic healing arts. You got the sound healing. Then you got the herbology stuff, you got the Reiki, you got massage therapy, hypnotherapy. You have all those modalities in one building and we all are just thriving and we all support each other. And we all, when we're triggered, cause that's when shadows come up is when you're in relationships is we all work through consciously our shadow shit. We don't just suppress it. We don't just like talk behind each other's backs. We address the shit when we trigger each other and we work through it as a team. Because when you're in partnership with someone or a group of people, you can't just, again, the shadow stuff because of your raven picture here. That's when shadows come out the most is in partnerships. So that's the problem I f saw on the islands was, yeah, it's all light and love and it's beautiful. But we had a group of people that weren't looking at the shadow shit and triggering each other and talking behind people's backs and it didn't work and it didn't function. So after a while I had to remove myself and really, that's why I came to the desert to really do some deep soul searching on diving into the shadow because I wanted to look at it. So as much as Prescott's a suppression town, it's the desert. The desert is amazing for diving deeply into your soul because you have space, you have all of this room there's something about the energetics of the desert that teaches you boundaries. Everything has spines and is poisonous. It literally teaches you healthy boundaries. So it's people that are drawn to the desert are also drawn to dive deeper than any other soul. Because desert is fire and fire is spirit. And fire can also transmute and cleanse trauma. So a lot of people that are here now are actively doing the deep, deep, deep soul searching. And that's why it is important for us to, to be a team and to have community so we can go. So I feel like shit, I feel like I'm dying. Can I have a session with you, please? <laughs> you know, like to hold space for each other. We need each other. We can't do this path alone. There's no fucking way. We're not made for it. And it feels bad to be a hermit and be isolated. So what that looks like to me in short 
is a fully functional school where we're a team and we're all abundant. And I mean, this land is like, it's a big, it's almost like a mansion. It's like a big house. And we have like a kitchen with healthy foods and supplements and higher consciousness, higher vibrational products and Ormus monatomic gold and lightning water and and just crystal therapy and and then the backyard is like this huge self-sustainability garden where people that love gardening maybe that's your role because we all have a role we all have a place in our community and I want this to like really reflect people's truth like if you're a gardener and do the gardening if you're not a gardener don't do the gardening like do what you love be a hypnotherapist like do what you love like, I want this to be, so that's my legacy. I don't want to have kids in this life. I want to leave a legacy of a school that actually continues to operate after I'm dead. <laughs> so my entire life purpose, my life mission is putting energy into building this structure that's going to withstand the strain. It may not be in Prescott, but that's what I want to see happen in my lifetime. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so right now you are actually building that, I mean, you're not physically building the structure, but you're already starting that school. You're already reaching out and you have students that you're teaching music therapy to or sound therapy. Yeah? Yeah. How did you start that? How did you find these people? And you're not, is this something that you're getting paid for or something that you're just doing because you love doing it? Um, it's word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So when I worked as a waitress, I would briefly talk to people. And I knew this was my path because I'd keep getting like confirmation, but I was talking to a coworker about how I want to be a music therapist. And this guy was, he was eating alone and he was paying his bill and he looked up and he was bawling. And he said, I just overheard your conversation. My son was in the hospital for several months because he was um, terminally um, ill from cancer. And the only little glimpse of happiness he got was when the music therapist would come and play with him and then he died and he literally told me the only happiness I had was when that teacher came in and he tipped me like a hundred dollars and so I got this like confirmation like over and over from the universe like f fucking do this like I want to go to hospice I want to go to hospitals I want to like make people feel some like some little glimpse of happiness. And so the coworker that I worked with, he asked me, my kids, he's my two boys are 11 and 13. Um, he spent five years in prison away from them. Didn't see them. They're going through a lot and I'll make this short. <laughs> um, and, uh, they have a lot of emotional trauma because I was gone for so long and this because of the school systems and their diet and they're really like, they need some healing. Would you um, do some music therapy? They both want to learn guitar. And I was like, hell yeah. And then he asked me, they don't have instruments, you know, they need instruments. So then I thought of this thing, like there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of money. So I put an ad on Craigslist because I thought, you know, a lot of people have a lot of junk in their house. I mean, we live in this overly consumer type of lifestyle in America. I thought there's probably at least one guitar in each person's house that's collecting dust. 
why not put an ad out saying, hey, do you want to donate these things? Give them to me, and then I can find homes for kids or, or adults that don't have a lot of money that actually need the therapy that want to learn. So it's been, my path has been shifting into um, helping people to learn an instrument while at the same time giving them permission to express their darker emotions, pain and suffering through music. And so I'm super inspired by giving people permission. Hey, feel your emotions, feel your grief, feel your trauma, feel your stuck, dark emotions. So what I do is like shadow work mixed with emotional clearing, whatever that is. Clearing the emotional body is what I've come up with. But yeah, I'm super inspired and um, I'm my own experiment, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a bang up job. Um, so I guess we need to wrap this up and, I, and I'm so thankful to you for being here and sharing everything that you've shared. And um, I guess, if you have a bit, a better way for someone to get a hold of you than um, Facebook, um, what would that be? I have a phone. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Okay. Um, I'm really not into the computer stuff, but I'm I'm my friends pushing me. Okay, but I but have a yeah. yeah so call call somebody, me. <laughs> okay. If there's somebody that that resonates with what you've said, and somebody that wants to learn more about sound healing or wants to know about your experience, um, because you're so open and generous with um, with your story. Um, would you recommend that they get a hold of you by phone or by Facebook? Or? Um, yeah, I have a Facebook business page. It's White Wolf Alchemy 13. Um, other than that, call me. But yeah, those two things. Great. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for you. for doing all this. It's my my pleasure. Thank you.